It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I am Ryan Muhammad, she, her pronouns with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Ryan Mater of Corwell Health. Doctor, it's so nice to talk with you today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Yes, of course. I'm so glad that you're here today. Uh, to begin, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Uh, sure. So uh, my name is uh, Ryan Mater. I am a uh, practicing uh, interventional cardiologist, and I serve as the uh, director of the cath lab and the section chief of interventional cardiology at Corwell Health in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and so the next question that I wanted to talk to you about is how can telerobotic surgery close the gaps in access to care and health disparities across the U U.S. if you have an answer for that? Yeah, so um, I've been working on telerobotic research now for almost a decade. And uh, the problem that we're trying to address with this research are really these disparities that exist, uh, not just in the United States, but around the world in rural uh, underserved locations where the type of care that is delivered is not the same as we deliver in places, you know, in urban settings or suburban settings. And so the goal of this is to try to, you know, develop telerobotics to eliminate those geographic disparities in care. And, and one of the issues, you know, that exists right now in the United States is that if, if you're a patient uh, living in a rural area and you present to a hospital with heart attack or stroke, the type of treatment that you get in that rural hospital is going to be significantly different than the type of treatment that you're offered, you know, in an urban or suburban hospital. And that's unfortunate because, you know, the state of the art treatment for a heart attack is to go into the heart with catheters, find the blockage and, and do an intervention where we do angioplasty and stenting to open up that blockage. And many rural hospitals just don't have the uh, either the expertise uh, or the technology to to do that and offer that to their patients. And so, um, you know, when you aren't offered a you know stent procedure, uh, you know, for your heart attack, uh, and you just get medications alone, that's associated with a higher risk of of death. Uh, it's associated with you know uh, having a larger uh, heart attack and more damage done to your heart and a higher risk of, of living a life with uh, congestive heart failure in the long run. And so there are substantial benefits to opening up uh, blockages in the setting of a heart attack with, with uh, stents and angioplasty. And unfortunately, that's just not offered uh, everywhere right now. And so that's something that we're trying to develop the ability to deliver to those uh, rural areas uh, by using telerobotics. Wonderful, yeah. I'm so glad you discussed the challenges in the location of the treatment. Um, I'm sure that could be a very challenging time for the patients impacted as well. And for you, doctor, where do you see the physician adoptment of telerobotic surgery trending right now? What are the opportunities and the risk? Yeah, and so, well, the research that we've done, you know, to date really shows that we have the technical ability to do this now. And so, uh, we started this research again almost a decade ago now, where we showed that it was feasible to use a robotic system 
to fix a patient's heart, even when we weren't sitting in the same room as the patient. So in that initial research, we actually wheeled the robotic controls out of the, the room where the patient was and, and showed that we could successfully fix that patient's artery uh, despite not being in the same room as the patient. And that was the, the first study that, that we had done uh, to explore, you know, whether telerobotics was going to be a way that we could potentially treat p patients from you know, over long distances. And, you know, whereas, you know, heart surgeries are traditionally done with the physician standing right next to the patient, that initial uh, study that we conducted, we were about 55 feet away from the patient. And, and that was a major leap, uh, you know, forward in, in demonstrating the, the, you know, potential of, of this uh, telerobotic therapy. Uh, we did subsequent research then that, uh, you know, evaluated whether we could do this over a distance of miles. And so we developed uh, ex vivo simulator models, and then we did some animal work where we were um, stenting uh, live animals uh, from distances of over 100 miles away and, and showed that that was successful. And then uh, in, in 2018, a physician in India, Dr. Tejas Patel, actually, uh, you know, used the setup that we had developed and tested here in Grand Rapids and actually uh, stented uh, five uh, humans from a distance of about 20 miles away, showing that it was successful. Uh, and so that was, again, I think another major leap forward, showing the feasibility of doing long-distance, you know, telerobotic procedures uh, on living humans. And then we spent much of the time in 2019 in a collaboration with uh, the robotics company and with uh, Verizon Wireless to actually study, uh, you know, is, to ask the question, is there a distance that is too long right now to reach a patient using telerobotics? And so we set up a transcontinental model where I was sitting at robotic controls in Boston and actually controlling a robotic arm in San Francisco. And, uh, and over that distance across the country showed that we could actually do you know, a heart-based uh, uh, procedure, not on not on a living patient, but on actually a simulator, and showed that we could do it completely successfully. And so, you know, because we were able to do that successfully in that model, we think that, you know, we can reach almost any location within the continental United States that has adequate, you know, uh, internet uh, capacity. Um, and so we're designing studies now to really look at this, uh, you know, and really take this to the next level where we might eventually be able to offer this uh, in patients. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing, you know, some of your research. I know that that can take a long time to conduct, but the results you, you know, shared certainly show hope for many. And as you know, technology is helping many healthcare professionals and patients around the USA. Um, however, what advice do you have for surgeons who are on the fence about telerobotic surgery? Yeah, I, th I think we're going to see greater and greater adoption of, you know, of, you know, all aspects of telemedicine. And I think the, the pandemic really catapulted, you know, U.S. healthcare and healthcare in other countries to, to adopt, you know, telemedicine, you know, technologies to, to deliver care at a distance. And, um, you know, that, I think that was one of the beneficial things to come out of, out of the pandemic as awful as it was. But, you know, I've seen greater adoption, not just within the healthcare community, but also within, you know, kind of uh, patients, where patients, I think, are more willing than ever to, to you know, accept, you know, telemedicine as a, as a viable treatment option. And, you know, telerobotic surgery is just, a, 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 you know, an offshoot of, of telemedicine. 
And so I, I do anticipate that even, you know, for physicians who may be on the fence about this, that I'm hopeful that with the research that we do in the future, that we'll be able to demonstrate that this is a uh, safe and effective therapy and eventually be able to convince those physicians that this is something that they could provide, you know, patients who are far away from them. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing discussion. Uh, so I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.